what's good it's your girl just be real and we're here for another sunday of just be real podcast thanks for kicking with me and joining with joining me because in reality you're so beautiful see what i did there but today's episode is called poetic passions and the only way to bring in poetry i feel is with some neo soul and we know philly has the finest of the finest (laughs) music soul child so let's cut, take a time and take a dive into something I find true love and admiration in. Enough of me chatting. Let's get real. What's up, people? Hopefully you had a good week. Hopefully y'all enjoyed the dialogue Nia and I had in regards to Real Housewives of New York, the Roni Renaissance. Um, it's always good vibes and a good time talking to Nia. That's conversations we pretty much let y'all in on on what we talk about on a regular basis, on a weekly basis, um, where we tap in, get each other's perspectives, bounce ideas, you know, the intellectual side of things when it comes to reality TV. So if you're at least going to have a guilty pleasure, make it worthwhile. But um, definitely wanted to talk to y'all poetic passions only because that's something I've been deep delving into more. I don't know if it's because I'm in a relationship now that I've had this sudden urge and this fire um, to ignite within me to want to just get back into poetry. But it's something that I've been doing a lot more of. I could say it kind of started after my birthday when I kind of went to this poetry lounge, which kind of to me is subpar because it's not New York vibes energy. Everything's always sexual poetry, hypersexual poetry, and this shit is annoying to me. And I'm literally from the age of poets where stories are told where even if sex was a story, it was done in acquiescence of just subtlety and and beauty to me. Now, I ain't judging nobody who does the hypersexual erotic poems. That's your business. But when it comes to me, my poetry is my flowetry. And as I've heard before, I've couple shared a couple pieces with y'all prior. I just want to talk about the passions of poetry because I feel like it's such an underrated art at this point that it's a lost art. Like back in the day when I was growing up and like as a teenager in the early 2000s to watch Jeff Poetry Jam, to have people who were just even watching the 90s sitcoms, having shows like Moesha where poetry was a thing and you would see these, you know, lounges with just poets, just open mic. It, it, it's a it's a level of connection through words because y'all know I'm a wordsmith where I absolutely, you know, adore and revere it. Y'all know that Rhapsody is one of my favorite MCs. MCs are different from rappers, just the same as Queen Latifah and MC Light because their wordplay the way that they are have puns, the punchlines, the similes, the metaphors, just it's it's a palpitation of just feelings that you could just feel even though they're words. Like it's just poetic for me. And poetry changed my life. Like poetry is something that really saved me when I was in a dark space. It's something I started doing at a very young age. I, you know, they make you write little haikus and poems in elementary, maybe middle school. And then as you get older to college, sometimes they make you read, you know, Shakespeare, which is a form of poetry. And then you kind of just deep delve. And I think because I was always a bookworm, words came natural. So I found my flowetry in poetry and it was something that I actually adore. So, So Beautiful by Music Soul Child was the song choice of today because I just feel like it's so beautiful. Um, and you know, So Beautiful is one word because it is so beautiful. It's it's a form of a love language. It's something as words of affirmation. Um, 
I have literally found nothing but solitude and and serenity in poetry. I think most po- people who are poets have the ability to be lyricists and MCs. Uh, a lot of people, if you talk to a lot of rappers or people in hip hop, a lot of their poetry is what kind of pushed them to, you know, rhyme over a beat. Hip hop is literally just poetry rhyming over a beat. And as I said, when I did the hip hop 50, it's something that is a lost art because I think it becomes a illicit fact that it's now is skewed into the mindset of just bubblegum rap, um, something that's just skewed in the mind of erotica and that genre where everything has to be sexualized and hypertensed in a, in, in a way where it's not really having much beauty and raw essence to it as it used to be. I was going to this poetry lounge that I just stopped going to because it's just like, I could tell the difference from people who have a passion for poetry and people who are doing it to be seen. And it's kind of just a way where they kind of just, it's an escape. Like for me, it's it's a wholehearted escape where it's kind of like a soliloquy where I'm allowing people to hear my inner thoughts. But it's a, it's a letter to me. It's a poem to myself at most times. There's times that I've written my girlfriend poetry where, you know, it's just whatever comes to my mind, I feel like it's been a thing, which is probably why I had my little lyricist MC days back in high school, because I don't know, like, it's something that I just felt like it was easier for me to express my feelings that way, rather than putting them on a piece of paper. So... I think for today being poetry passions, I feel like it's only right for me to not just talk about poetry, but share my poetry. And I might give you like one, two, maybe three poems um, for y'all to really tap in. I just want to change the energy, change the vibe. And since it's my podcast, I do what I want. I think in the time we are in right now with seasonal depression, as I mentioned, the holidays, I just want to kind of bring y'all some vibes, let y'all give a couple snaps in it. Mentally escape and put yourself in a space of a lounge where you're able to hear the bongos play in the background or have see the gesticulation and hear the inflection in my tone because I've always been told that by a couple people that I have a voice for podcasting but the voice for podcasting came from poetry so I'm gonna share a couple pieces with y'all hopefully y'all enjoy them and um from there we can be able to see what I might have left to say when it comes to my poetic passions all right So let's get started. This is a poem I wrote called Poetic Passion specifically for this episode. So I want y'all to tap in and listen with me. A poetic passion. I'm wrapped in a warmth of whimsical well-being. A well of infinite foreseeing in my being of reason. Only changes in this passion is the temperature and season. So I seize in the seized wind to learn to love myself far more. Really love deep within. Through turmoil, tantalizing talent, a wordsmith proceeds. Then to take attention to buzzwords mentioned where the world is gazed by my caress pronunciation that delivers in depth from my spiritual haze. It amazes me how people engage. It's the enactment of the first scene in school days. When DAP informed those of the gap in humanity, the unfathomable sanity and vanity that consisted to inform of the time of South African apartheid, the Jim Crow of the Eastern world that still has yet to find a way to subside, troubled hands of hate, the desire to take lives, the lives that still strive to see another day. It's egregious how to the world 
needs to be reminded of the humane essence that they constantly stray. The power in the tongue can be as simple as a cocked back bullet in a, in a gun, where it's the snowball effect and ricochet of a heart, a spark of darkness to a heart song unsung, the one who is a messenger is the one that's always hung, then dismissed before the message has even parted the lips lit, not even begun. So to know of me is a poetry. A melodic mention that sets in to gain retention that may possess them to know who I really am. Not a Dr. Seuss rhyme or a memoir of Father Time, but to remind us all of our varieties in this here lifetime. It's the least life we all have. We're here on borrowed time. I refine to define what your life may be. Only you can really digest what I'm saying and be willing to see. See beyond the image I painted with my vocabulary to really be honest, what image have you painted by now? I'm sure it's contrary to what I believe I have tried to convey, but that's the beauty in poetry. It's your vivid story and your power to say. I construct this title and how these words interact as they play in unison or a solo. Solo, you misconstrue each their needles in hay. Only you compose a song and sings. It's an out-of-body type of awakening. A thing that can change a thought process stagnant in position of past winds. A now trend to transcend what you really take the time to ponder. It's a soliloquy of poetic passions. So I'll say it again. A poetic passion. I'm wrapped in a warmth of whimsical well-being. A well of infinite foreseeing in my being of reason. The only changes in this passion is the temperature and seasons. So I season the seas when I now love me in composures that went from the shallow words to the deep ones. This is called swept and kept. The silence screams, but no one listens. You see, I said listens, not hear. Or hear where they be known of what's prone to the mental estate where the equity has no value to state the space I'm in. A space that's sacred to a place where light is replaced with darkness. I'm not fit to acquit the misfit I am. I've always been awkward. You know, like the unnecessary chapter forward for words are stored for her, more like buried. No ace in my deck or to pursue a plethora in my Ventura gym carry. It's quite scary how I mask it so well. No doubt fired and aspired that will I am and Robin Williams like pilgrims. I feel dumb, but I'm not. Days and confused, privilege availed, but often misused. Hell, some would even say it's been abused. But to them, too, have no true understanding of this generational curse. All they can envision is the vision of the strings held by the family purse. Immersed, I thirst for the knowledge to improve. Therapeutic cycles to change the sounds of my family's tune. Those old folk tales are now to be pruned. I'm not saying erase them, just something renewed. A sound that can soothe and heal those deep scars and wounds. The secrets kept and the blemish their rules. Yeah, I'm still screaming and they all they do is hear me because they fear me. See, when you want to change the inevitable, it's not questionable to your psyche. It's a sight scene, a faith beam down to wear a crown to fix a record once broken. Now me, the token can increase the legacy. Now, patiently, they will see why I took the time to rewind back our clock to family's roots, the time of the tree's infancy. The soil now soiled on the shield of the lineage directory redirect to protect what's left of the history. Now, listen, when I speak is a prayer I pray for the lost and meek. 
The ones who had the desire to make the moves I make. The ones who kept silent in the backgrounds at the family table, but some may have been seen as mistakes. The stakes to know you are actually Cousin Ben's sister, the one they sent down south. Because Uncle Jim raped your mother, but he's the one they codenamed Mr. The mister who still shows up to all the family functions. All the children gather around for his magic tricks, knowing the illusion she shows are straight in conjunction to the dysfunction that still arises. Oh, but Cousin Jay wasn't invited. He's the real luck of the Irish. The rainbow holding the pot of gold. Now, if you ask Aunt Rita, Jay want to be here. You know his ass be hot and cold. Or is it that the truth is Jay's being himself is what causes the family to scold? He has pride in himself, but Mr. is the exception to a truth that won't be told. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Let's let the truth be known. The black families love to pick and choose the Bible passages they hold. I'm sure a Satan was what's in center. Last I checked the judges, something really bold. I'm sick of this shit. I'll say it. Pull up the rug and sweep the dirt. The truth is starting to show. I got one more for y'all. It's called Outgrown. You've seen virgins in me that felt semi-permanent. Changes that rearranged the inevitable. Something receiving, some receiving the change called it misfortunate. According to this, I didn't miss my mark. It was a constant rebirth. But to you, we shouldn't have never had grown apart. That's what happens when I no longer, look, put myself last and don't put you first. I mean, from the start, who imagined death to a bomb? When the initial goal is to be tethered, weathered, and strong? Nah, see, <laughs> you got that all wrong. A bond is to bend and can sometimes break. If it does, that doesn't mean anyone's at fault or the connection was a mistake. Not like I shouldn't have met you or tried to misplace the lessons not lost or tested my faith. God had this predestined. It was always our fate. Not to negate the undesirable, but listen, try to relate. Friends turn to enemies. No remedies to this incurable disease. More like the hating scene with Vivica and Gabby, fake love, all shade, and walk away being frenemies. Now that ain't me. I don't want the thin line between love and hate but be what blurs the reality. You're not for me, my life, my passions, my dreams. To you, I feel supreme. To me, I'm just being serene. But to shrink and believe that you want what, what was best for me would be believe nothing but lies and fallacies. See, the energy doesn't lie even when people do. I'm Inspector Gadget to the vibes. Transparent gym class, your see-through. Now, my view of you can't be misviewed. No pictures repainted. No social taboos. I review the constant, consistent inconsistencies, the juxtapositions, the things that align with your endless disposition. You reposition your decisions to tolerate, not genuinely embrace the love and support or navigate how it's shown even with direction. All there is in every combo is angst, envy, and endless projection. This energy increases with persistent tension. Now turn resentful with hateful aggression. I hate using that word. It's hard enough against us, but the truth must be told. The love in my heart for you is no longer DNR, flatline, cold. Tell the story as you feel your truth beholds. I won't even correct it, ain't changing my soul. It's sad this chapter ends. You're not even supporting act with the role. But let's call a spade a spade. We simply outgrown. Now, those are three poems I've shared that I've written over the past few months. And there are actually other poems I found 
that I written years back. And I'm when I'm saying I was like 17 talking some shit, sounding like the 30, the 20 year old something, or somebody who's been through some shit. I feel like finding this escape in therapy or finding the 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 diligence in in pursuing reading as a foundation to my wordplay as a foundation to painting a picture of an image that only words can possess to do so without actually making the picture and having somebody visually see where they take their own imagery and make it into something that could be a a counteract to what I'm actually saying is the beauty in poetry. There's a wrong way to do it. There's no right way to do it. It's all about how you feel and how you pursue it. That I wasn't trying to have a, a bar, but it was a bar. Um, it's a part of me that I feel I've hidden that needs to be shared at this point because sometimes you just need to know that even if you outgrow people, it's okay. And I think that's a reassurance. I felt that was on my heart that God placed me to share with y'all. Somebody out there might need it. There's a part where somebody might have family where the holidays are not your best because you may be that cousin Jay who they bypass you are who you are as an individual because you're being true to yourself and you have pride in who you are as being a part of the community and being, you know, living your truth out loud 365 that that bothers other spirits because you're a mirror to what they are not able to see in themselves and be truthful with themselves. But they let the uncle, you know, Uncle Jim still be around even though he's a molester and a rapist and have the audacity to let him be around kids still knowing damn well they know what the fuck they did and knowing damn well that your big cousin's been sister when reality they raised y'all as cousins because Uncle Jim raped your mother and you are the product of that rape. You see what I'm saying? Some people are still hiding in the shadows. Some people are still being forced to be put in closets when they don't need to be put in closets. People are forced to be in the closet and have their door open because somebody in their family, whether it be mother or somebody that they highly respect or want to have the acceptance thereof of a person in their family, still chastises and, and belittles who they are as a person where they don't feel seen. And I want it to be known that I see you, I feel you, and I hear you. That poem is going to relate to somebody. I might be even be speaking some of my truth in that process of that poem. You feel you feel what I'm saying? But I feel at some point, no matter what you say or what you write, there's always going to be somebody who's going to relate to some your poetry in some way, shape, and form. And to hear the derivatives of what somebody has constructed from your words of of your passion, of your poetic justice, it, it's it's something that literally motivates me. As of recently, I've been sharing my, my poetry with my partner, and it's just been something that I rarely used to do because I always had this fear of, what if somebody doesn't understand it? What if somebody doesn't get it? What if somebody judges it and just says it's boring? I had somebody once tell me that a poem was too wordy, but it's like, how can a poem be too wordy and not have enough words if I'm literally put, painting a picture and having personification be a thing where the person can feel hip-hop? So who are you to say for somebody who's not about hip-hop and know its history is to tell me that this is what I shouldn't be able to portray? You see what I'm saying? So I just feel like I came here today to just let that be known. I wanted this episode to be a light episode, something that was beautiful, something to convey a truth and an essence that I want you to tap in. And if you have poetry, please share it. Um, Allow yourself to express and explore into a whole nother realm of dynamic or maybe even an alter ego of who you are because just be real and just unexplainable were, were created from a poetic passion. 
And that's something I don't take lightly, but something I do feel was an episode that I needed to, even if it is a brief one, needed to let y'all know that um, I had, I'm a multi-hyphenate. There's, there's a lot of layers to me. But as I always say on air, let's keep it real. And always remember, be real, be true, and always be unapologetically you. I'm gonna get to pay